Merry Christmas. Hello, everyone. My name is Terry Swan. I'm the senior pastor here at Salem. You know, I really loved hearing Adeline tell the Christmas story. It is a story I never tire of. I am sure Mary had planned to have her baby at home with her loved ones beside her. There was little to help with the pain in childbirth other than the comfort of a mother, friends, and a good midwife. But things did not go as she had planned. I am sure she was disappointed, probably a little frightened to make the trip to Bethlehem. And I can imagine all of these feelings being heightened as she began her labor, only to discover she would give birth to her baby in a place that kept the animals. I'm sitting in a barn today. It is a nice barn and way cleaner than any of my father's barns ever were. The stalls for the horses here are kept very nice. In fact, I was thinking about renting one for the weekend. My dad didn't have horses. He had cattle and hogs. He kept the sows who were about to give birth in the stalls or a calf that had lost its mother and was in need of a bottle. There was always a stall to be cleaned. The excrement cleaned out and fresh hay placed back in. My father's barns had a definite odor. When I hear the Christmas story and I imagine Mary and Joseph staying in the place the animals were kept, I automatically smell that odor. You know, I think we often try to sanitize the Christmas story, when in fact, Jesus came in the midst of a pretty stinky world. As one author writes, we sanitize Christmas when we only present a picture-perfect storybook rendition of what took place in Bethlehem over 2,000 years ago. The straw in the manger is fresh and clean. There's no umbilical cord to cut and no blood. It's a silent night. The surroundings are strangely free from the pungent odor of manure. Joseph and Mary are calm, cool, and collected, and everyone gets a good night's sleep. It's a pleasant, appealing way to think about Christmas, but it obscures the foulness, uncertainty, and sin of this world that Jesus was born into. As we hear the Christmas story, it almost sounds like a fairy tale. The angels singing, the star marking the spot, the shepherds bowing before him and Mary pondering all of this in her heart. However, this was no fairy tale. Jesus came in the midst of poverty and disease. He came to us in the midst of difficulty, grit, and pain. He came so that we might believe even when we find ourselves in the midst of these things as well. What Mary did not expect, God made good. Because it is in this place of Bethlehem, God came into the world to show us he was for all people. It is hard for us to grasp the power of the incarnation, that God chose to come to us in the form of a tiny baby dependent upon us for life and care. Max Lucado in his book entitled God Came Near so descriptively writes, the omnipotent in one instance made himself breakable. He who had been spirit became pierceable. He who was larger than the universe had become an embryo. And he who sustained the world with a word chose to be dependent upon the nourishment of a young girl. God as a fetus, holiness sleeping in a womb, the creator of life being created. As Max Lucado further goes on to say, let him be as human as he intended to be. Let him into the mire and muck of our world, for only if we let him in 
Can he pull us out? I ran across a story about George Foreman the other day. I met George Foreman when I was about 25 years old. Well, I didn't really meet him. He came through my line at the hardware store where I worked. I had always heard from the other employees how nice he was when he came into the hardware store. I'm sure to check on the sale of his grills. But I had never met him. George Foreman made sports history when at the age of 45, he won the heavyweight boxing championship of the world. And there is no wonder why he won. His hands are huge. As he grasped the pen to sign his ticket, it was like he was holding a toothpick. I was struck at how big George Foreman really is. George Foreman has said this about himself as a youth. I was mean, ugly, cantankerous, a horrible person, but Jesus Christ came into my life as Lord and Savior. It changed George from the man he described himself as to an ambassador for Christ. Foreman says the real victory is in what Christ has done for him. He says he cannot comprehend why he would have been so bad in the past. Friends and family today call him gracious, articulate, sensitive, genuine. His daughter Natalie said the most important thing in his life is praising God. That's a life changed. When Christ came into the world, it was so that we could see what we can become, changed, transformed, made new. The incarnation is no fairy tale story. In fact, it is real life, as real as it gets. Jesus came into the world to offer us new life in the midst of a real life circumstance. As Lucado so beautifully says, to pull us out of the darkness. That is the good news of Christmas. That is the good news of Jesus Christ, Emmanuel, God with us. Now, I don't know about you, but these days I need to hear some good news. Things have not gone as planned. Can I hear an amen out there? All you have to do is listen to the evening news and you find yourself wondering if the world will ever be rid of COVID or racism or poverty or abuse or economic uncertainty. But then I remember Jesus came to show us something different. The good news is that Jesus came to us in flesh and bone, blood and heartbeat. God came to us in human form so that we know that God understands our pain. God fully human, God fully divine. God, fully human, experienced everything we experience. Jesus took his first breath as a baby, just as we did. As a young boy, he grew and he learned. Jesus wept at the death of Lazarus. He experienced grief just like we do. Jesus was tired, so the scriptures said he went away to a solitary place to pray. Jesus was frustrated and angry, so he turned the tables over in the temple. Jesus was hungry and thirsty as he received a cup of water at the well from the Samaritan woman. Jesus felt love and compassion as he gathered the children around him and when he gathered his disciples around the table. He felt betrayal as Judas sold him out for 30 pieces of silver. And Jesus felt pain and bled as he was beaten and crucified. He experienced it all from birth to life to death on a cross. And then he showed us what we will experience when he rose from the grave. 
He showed us the hope we have in resurrection. That is the good news for us today. Good news of great joy the angels sang of, the joy of a Savior that knows how we feel, knows every experience we have, understands our pain, understands our fear, and understands our humanity. And that, my friends, is the good news we have to share. We don't share a fairy tale. We share real life. That is the good news of Christmas. God showed up in the midst of the darkness of our human existence and brought forth peace, hope, love, and joy. That is the good news we are to hold in our hearts and believe even when the world tries to make us believe anything else. This year has definitely been different. One of the favorite things of Christmas for many families are the traditions they have each year. A favorite song that is sung in worship, lighting of the Advent candles, the decorating of the Christmas tree with family, gathering together for the Christmas meal, hearing the same beloved story in such great detail from the Gospel of Luke or singing Silent Night with our candles held high in the church. In a lot of ways, we look forward to the season because we know what to expect and it allows us to escape the world's bleak announcements. Yet this year, Often we have had no idea what to expect. We couldn't plan it, or if we did, those plans were more than likely changed. Maybe this year is closer to that first Christmas than we even realize. In the story we so love to read and hear, only the angelic messengers and Mary and Joseph know what has happened, and the shepherds are told to go into the city and find out. But the rest of the world does not know. The rest of the world lay in darkness. They don't know yet that the darkness has been extinguished. That is why it's important to tell the story, the joy and peace of Christ that surpasses all circumstances and allows us to sing even when the world seems dark. And I think the world needs this story more now than ever. For those who follow Christ, we tell the story even when things seem bleak and the world seems like a pretty stinky place. In fact, that is when we need to tell the story even more. The story of Jesus, the story of the birth, life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, God's gift to us. And when God's story is our story, when we begin living out the life of good news, when we understand it, when we experience it, and when we receive it in faith, then we know that there is no other thing than to say it is good news indeed. We may be in a season of unrest and unknowns. However, we have the light of Emmanuel to illuminate whatever lay ahead. God has something good to give us, church, himself his love, his forgiveness, his gift of abundant life. He gave us all of that and more when he gave us the gift of Jesus at Christmas. That's why we sing, joy to the world, the Lord has come. We have been given the joy of a savior. And that's why we sing, go tell it on the mountains and over the hills and everywhere. Go tell it on the mountain that Jesus Christ is born. 
We sing that joyfully because the message of Christmas is the joy-filled news of a Savior, a Savior for you, a Savior for me, a Savior to the lost, a Savior to overcome, as the psalmist says, the arrows that fly by day and the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, a Savior to overcome those menacing terrors that seem to be so strong and so powerful. The light of the world stepped down into darkness so that we might be given the gift of new life and so that we might know that God is with us even when. That's pretty good news. In fact, it's the best news of all. In church, we've been dealt a different hand in 2020. We've not been able to make plans and things have definitely changed. But make no mistake, God is with us. And God has good things in store. Let's watch and let's wait. We'll see God show up. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.